Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Do me a favor, subscribe to the John Con Report wherever you get your podcast you're watching on YouTube. Hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. You can find us there as part of Empire Media. That's A-M-P-I-R-E. Always much appreciated when you tune in. And for those of you who want to become members of the show, go to the Empire page. You can see the word join. Click on there. It's going to give you three different levels of membership. If you want to join, check it out. See if something appeals to you. We're going to give you all sorts of extra content. You're going to do little things like some private Zooms for the gold members, live stream shows for the members, and then having a place on the board where you can drop questions that I'm going to answer in some little videos that I can send out. Um, you know, certainly through the season, it'll be quite a bit. So hopefully you're going to get, you know, you'll get your money's worth. And if you're not, ask me and I'll give you, we'll, and we'll make sure you get your money's worth. There you go. Anyway, also you can read my work on ESPN.com. So I have a question. The question is the theme of this show today. What if it's not Ben Johnson? So what we know, and I'll get to that in a minute, but what we know is Washington interviewed Anthony Weaver, Mike McDonald, excuse me, um, yeah, Anthony Weaver, Mike McDonald on Monday. They have Dan Quinn, um, Aaron Glenn, and Ben Johnson scheduled for Tuesday. Now there was an out. There's probably an outside chance something gets spilled into Wednesday. So the the coaching search I would expect to be wrapped up by the end of the week. I don't think it's going to be you do all these five interviews and boom Wednesday morning here's your guy. I don't think it's that kind of a situation. That's not that has not been my read of it when talking to people. That you know it could spill into Thursday. Could even spill into Friday. And so don't be surprised if it gets to that point. But why wouldn't it be Ben Johnson? First of all, he'd be a very good hire just based on what we know of his resume. He's coached from a lot of different offenses. He's coached for a few different teams. He's coached tight ends, receivers, some a little bit of quarterback. And he's been an offensive coordinator for a couple of years and done very, 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 very well in Detroit. I really like watching his offense because it's not this overly complex, you know, just trying to do all sorts of eye candy to do things. Not that there's other anything wrong with those other kind of offenses, but that's not what they've done. And it's not how they've been successful. They've been successful for uh, a physical, um, physical run game play action. They have a very good line play action and they give answers to the quarterback. And that's on the, that's on, that's on Johnson. So he's done a really good job with that. So he would be a very good hire. And I know you guys would like that hire. Correct. Am I right? I think I am. I can hear, I heard what everybody just said, but there, when you haven't been in this position, there's always going to be questions about how is he going to handle the room? I think if I've heard one question about him, that's it. And it's not that people say he can't as much as I, they, they have questions about that. And, you know, and I, I haven't heard it from a ton, but you do like, if you hear one thing where it's like, what's the, what would be the drawback? It would be that. Now, I know other coaches who are very successful in this league who they were not they were not that guy who could handle the room and then they get in, they get in that position and they've done a very good job. So it's not like it's a it's, you know I wouldn't take that as a oh my gosh it's just that if there's one area where people would say it like when Jay Gruden was hired I talked to ten different people um, about every candidate they talked to I talked to ten different people with Jay it was five felt felt he could be good. Five had questions about exactly what I just talked about. And um, I have not heard that kind of a split with Ben Johnson. It's just that, hey, this guy's a really good candidate if there was one thing about him. So, and I only bring that up because with this with this ownership group, 
what's the number one word you hear? It's leadership. And not that I, not that, you know, it's not to say that he might be a, a poor leader by any means, but what if they feel someone else is better in that? That's something that I, that I think, you know, that is, so if, if they don't go in that direction and again, everybody I've talked to in the league keeps pointing to Ben Johnson, but until it's done, you're always going to wonder, you know, or you, you would, shouldn't be so shocked by anything. Um, you know, just, just, just kind of, and even ESPN's Adam Schefter, my colleague at, at ESPN, it did say that, you know, on the, I think it was on the Pat McAfee show that the expectation of the league is Dan Quinn to Seattle and, and Ben Johnson here. And he, and he even, I'm paraphrasing, said that he said, Adam said that, um, don't be surprised if one of those two is wrong, if not maybe both. So clearly there's going to, it's not like this lock slam dunk. That's why I want to ask, what if it's not Ben Johnson? And again, if it is, I think it'd be a good hire. Um, and I know you guys would be ecstatic. And the one thing that I would say in this, do you, it's every group has to build up the trust. You have to prove that you're worthy of that trust. You don't get trust just by automatically showing up. However, I think when you look at this ownership group, I think there's a lot of things to like about them and how they operate. And you can point to moves in other organizations for other, in other sports leagues, as far as what they've done. Do you trust the ownership group? Do you trust Adam Peters? Again, a lot to like, but he hasn't hired his own guy yet. So this will be his first hire too. And it's Harris's first hire in the NFL. That's why to me, it was smart to bring on people like Bob Myers or Rick Spielman, people who've been through the process and another leader like Magic Johnson, who can sit in on some of this stuff and, and certainly, you know, uh, probe a coach with the questions to find out more about how they would handle certain situations. So all that can yield and solicit and yield very good answers, but do you trust them? And I say that because what if it's not Ben Johnson? Do you trust who then? Oh, well, they didn't, they must've seen this or maybe they didn't, or maybe Ben Johnson, whatever, for whatever reason, maybe it doesn't work on either side. I don't know. And I don't even, I'm not even saying that's going to be the case, but I am do think I'm going to present this, I'm presenting this because until it's done, we don't, you don't know for sure. Um, so do you trust what they're doing and how they operate to say that no matter who they hire, I think you know, they must know what they're doing. Are we at that point? Well, to me, again, you have to build it up, but I think there is, you know, when I've been around this group, I think there is a level of trust that certainly hasn't, certainly has not been part of this organization for some time. Anyway, so what if it isn't? So let's take a look at some of the other people that that could could obviously be. I mean, they've talked to what seven people. You have the five this week. Then you had Bobby Sloak last week and Eric Bieniemy a couple of weeks ago. You know, of that, like I've already told you, like it's not going to be. I just don't see Bieniemy getting the head coaching job. There's, there's really, I just don't see it. And um, you know, that's not. I'm not going to rehash all the things that went on this year. Um, and then Bobby Sloak, could he be a guy? I don't, I haven't heard his name a ton in that regard, but I can't, I mean, obviously he interviewed here twice and he did a really good job in Houston this year with CJ Stroud. I also think CJ Stroud is a damn good quarterback. So is there more to learn about a Bobby Slug before he gets to that point where he is a, not just a candidate, but a legitimate head coach. He was, you know, in, in San Francisco, he was a quality control coach for most of the time um, and, you know, passing game coordinator so has he is he experienced enough to to take that next big step? That would be the question I'd have about him. Let's look at Mike McDonald from Baltimore. 
the defenses have been terrific, right? Under under his tutelage, they've been they've been fantastic. He's very analytical, considered very analytical, considered very smart. And I just say analytical, not just the analytics approach or the analytics for game management, but just analytical in general, how you attack an opponent, things that you can do to maximize your talent. That's a Baltimore has talent. They have some very good coaches too. And I pointed out Anthony Weaver's on Washington's list to talk to. Um, And then you also have Denard Wilson, their defensive backs coach, who's being interviewed for DC jobs elsewhere. So that's a very good staff and there's very good talent um, on that side of the ball. But he's but he also makes it work. And so I think you have to look at that, too. He's considered a strong teacher and a strong communicator. Those attributes are major to being a head coach. Correct. I know you know that. At his introductory presser, when he was announced as a defensive coordinator, one of the things that kind of stood out to me is he he listed some of his pillars of coaching. He said one of them is to that he's not he has to be that he's willing to say, I don't know. So if a situation pops up and somebody asks him, I don't know. And I always think, you know, there's some people who want to show they're smart about every situation. Well, to me, the smartest people who that I've been around can admit, well, can admit when they don't know something. I will say I've been around some smart coaches who I'm not sure would ever say that. Um, you know, they might be reluctant to say that certainly publicly, but if you but if you're able to say that back with your guys and it's like, okay, I don't know, let's find out. Or or maybe you bring it, maybe you talk to some players, maybe you talk to some other coaches. That's how you get smarter. Joe Gibbs was was very smart, super smart, right? But he was very smart because he one, he knew who he was and he knew what he could do well, but he knew who he had to surround himself with. That's number one. But he also didn't walk around feeling like he had all the answers. And I think that was a major plus in addition to a lot of other things, but that was a big plus for him as a coach. Um, and I think, you know, the one thing that I would say too, that would be hold true with Johnson would hold true with McDonald guys who are young, who are under, you know, kind of still young in their careers. Are they ready? Right. And if they, if you think they're ready and they're right there, how patient is the owner going to be? I think that's one of the benefits they have going for the a new coach here is Harris has shown to be a very patient guy. So that is a benefit because both whoever it is is going to have to grow into this role and to get their talent, just showing what he did. Like, for example, uh, with the Ravens, that defense has been terrific. Well, you're not going to come here and have that terrific defense right away either. You have to build that. So, and you're going to have to learn a lot about being a head coach. So that's one of the things that he's going to have to go through. Same with Johnson, same with almost anybody on this list is because they, none of them have done it except for Dan Quinn. So you need a patient owner. And that's what, that's one of the benefits to me of this job that does not exist and did not exist. in A lot of these other jobs that are available is an owner who I think will be, is willing to be very patient based on how he's conducted himself with his other teams in, in other sports first shot in the NFL. So, you know, but I think even like this year showed with Rivera that he was willing to give him the year to see all that he could do. And it was as, you know, even if you got to a certain point where we know it's over, but he was still willing to give him that much because that was his word. And so I think that's going to be helpful to any of these coaches and especially a guy like McDonald. Then, then the big thing with, with all those guys is again, I've said it before, who do you hire? 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Dan Quinn. So I know for a lot of you guys seem to think that he's this not a good coach, and that would I, would, I don't think I think people in the NFL would disagree with that. However, and I'm not saying that you have to embrace all of that, but I do think of all the people I hear a lot of good things about, he's still probably the guy when you're starting there talking about leadership and all that, he probably is the one that jumps out the most because he's been in that role. So you have a way to measure him in that role. And so I think that's something that's, that's a benefit to him. Um, And again, leadership is the number one word I've heard throughout at the start of this process. You know, I know Adam Peter said it, but I also heard it privately. That's the big thing they're looking for is somebody who has strong leadership skills. And so the key for a guy like Dan Quinn would be who do you hire on offense and what's your plan on offense? Because if you're going to do that, same with McDonald, that's absolutely a huge thing with him, but especially with Quinn, because that was a downfall for him in Atlanta, as was maybe not taking enough control of the defense. So even if you're going to have a different coordinator, you need to have control of that defense to, to be a very present um, coach with that. And I think that's one of the things that didn't occur here with Rivera partly because, you know, whether it's because of the cancer and after a while, just whatever, for whatever reason, because he didn't, the first couple of years, there was no energy to do, to do as much as that. But I think it's something that has to be key here, especially if you're a defensive minded coach, that's, this is your team. You got to be in that room and you have to take some kind of ownership of that. Would he do that? That's because if you don't, then you're going to suffer the same kind of fate you did in Atlanta, which is maybe start here and you start to go down, whatever. But, but I do hear a lot of good things about him, especially in the leadership role. Um, and you know, I think that, you know, it may not, like I said, it may not be what the fan base would want, but this is about not winning the headlines in January, February, as much as it is, who's going to help you win games and build the organization the way you want. And I'm not even saying that it would be Dan Quinn, because it could be Ben Johnson, um, you know, or McDonald, those guys might be the perfect fits and they can do all that. But I would still say like, it's great to win the, it'd be great for if they have the home run higher or consider the home run higher in January, February, but if you don't build, but you still then have to go out and build it. So whoever is hired now is still going to have to build it, whether the, whether fans like it or not, or whether fans like the hire or not, they still have to go out and prove it. If it's Dan Quinn, you really better prove it. If it's Ben, Ben Johnson, he really has to prove it because now the pressure's on. And so, um, but I do think like, Quinn has been in that role. And so we have a good idea of how he would be as a head coach in terms of handling situations. You know, his records, one game over 500, did take the Falcons to Super Bowl. The last couple of years did not go very well um, for, for whatever reason. I wasn't there. Um, but but he's, the you know, I, I just, like I said, I stress the leadership stuff because I think that's going, that's why he's being interviewed. And so if he if he gets a job, it would be that reason and his ability to build or help build an organization. But if Johnson goes in there and show, and he shows in these interviews or their research shows that this is exactly who they want grand slam. There you go. So, and I stress this, this is not saying what I, what I think should happen, but I'm just trying to talk about what might happen and why 
they might go in a certain direction with, with any of these candidates, because every one of these candidates is going to have something that appeals to them. That's why they're interviewing them. And I even, you know, as I asked somebody about this whole process, like they're not, they're not talking to all these guys. They didn't go into this process saying, Oh, we're going to hire Ben Johnson and just wasting everybody else's time. That's just not how that wasn't the approach. Again, still might be him, but what if, um, and, and then you go to, let's get to, but again, Quinn would have his own, he's, he had the tough couple of years at the end in Atlanta. And so if they hire him, he better make sure that he gets up to a good start uh, and hires the right offensive coach. And then also defensive coordinator, because if you're going to be that guy in charge, it's not just, I don't think, I don't know that he'd be necessarily the play caller, but you have to have a guy that has to be, is, will be a good coordinator. And it's funny because like sometimes for some of these teams in these interviews, they talk to a guy about who their coordinator is. And if they don't like them, that's going to disqualify that coach too, because they know that the biggest key for these coaches is hiring a really good staff. In some ways, some of the searches, you look at some of these guys, the Ben Johnson and McDonald, and those guys look like, you know, some of the rookie quarterbacks coming out in the draft are like, hey, there's a lot of unknowns, but a lot of potential there too. And that's why it's exciting to see the potential and discuss the potential because you don't know. Same with, with some of these quarterbacks in the draft, whereas maybe somebody else might be more of a, you know, mid-level kind of veteran quarterback. Well, well, I know what you're going to get in him and, you know, it's okay, but it's this and that. So I get it. But um, again, Whoever gets hired now has to go out and build it right down the road. And it's going to take some work. That's, that's the one thing too. And I'm going to get into that in some other shows as to like kind of looking at the roster and what, and what needs to be done, looking at how other teams were built, especially along the other offensive line, et cetera. So the other guy to look at is Anthony Weaver, the Ravens associate head, associate head coach and defensive line coach. Um, you know, and talking to some people up there, it's like he has a really strong presence considered tough, but fair, their run game has been very good. It was not very good this year, though. They were like, I think it ranked in the in the 20 around 25, 24 in terms of yards, rushing yards per game, rushing yards allowed per per carry. So, but in the last couple of years, they have been very, very good. And actually, it looks like the Ravens, um, I just looked it up, they were 14th in rushing yards allowed per game and then 25th in yards per carry allowed this year. So the run defense slipped a little bit, and but he's been, he has a good reputation as a coach. I don't know. In fact, I ran his name by someone else, and they were a little bit surprised that that he was one, that he would be a finalist for the job. So, so who knows? But maybe they see something in him. And again, somebody who's worked with him, tough but fair, strong presence, and um, very well respected in that building. So, you know, that that's, just that's 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 what I know, folks. That's that's the that's the word on these coaches. So if they went in a certain direction, then you know that that would be why. Oh, I'm sorry. The one guy I forgot to mention was Aaron Glenn. So that's the other guy that I needed to mention. Detroit's defensive coordinator because people have asked me about him too, and it's funny because that's not a very. It's, I wouldn't. It's not a top ten defense. They did get better throughout the year. Felt like in the playoffs, certainly in the first half Sunday, they looked pretty good. Um, but it's, so it's not like this great, great defense where he's like, oh, you've got to get this guy. So why is he being considered? Well, and it's funny because he played cornerback when he was in the NFL, and that's not necessarily a leadership position. 
corners I've been around, it's like you're on an island. You're not seeing the entire game. You're seeing your guy, your little portion of the field. And even if you're in zone, you're seeing your side of the field. Safeties, linebackers, you're seeing middle. You're seeing everything. Same with centers, you know, quarterbacks. Like those guys see a lot, right? Because you're having to see the entire field. With a corner, you're on an island. So it's not as it's 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 not it's it's a little bit more rare to have a guy elevate in that kind of a role, which says a lot about his leadership skills and the things that I've heard. And I talked to a few people about him last week. Um, they talk about his infectious enthusiasm, really good leader, and um, so I think like that's that's something that stands out to him. One person did say they didn't think they that a team would have a schematic advantage necessarily with him, but um but they but that they felt like he was again that good leader and 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 is that is that a big key i mean if you have good coordinators you're going to be okay um because again it's it's what it's that's why that's why he's being interviewed and that's why he would have a shot at this job considered very disciplined handles the room well and again another key so and the, i think the other thing Hard worker, very competitive. I think all these guys, you have to be a hard worker to be in this spot. And most of these guys are going to be pretty damn competitive. As a player, I talked to somebody who coached him, said he was not an egomaniac and and that he was always studying, always asking questions and could see the big picture. Again, that's something for a corner that a lot of times you just don't get. Same with the receiver. You may, you may be so focused like, hey, I'm out here on this island but you may not see the big picture. And I think that's something that they felt that Glenn did very well. And as a head coach, that's what you have to do. So I think there are some people who, who, who like him a lot. Um, but again, like his defenses, they're not like these great standout units, but they were a factor in this team getting to almost to the Super Bowl, And, and, and he has the sorts of skills that I think that would, would transfer to being a, a, a head coach. The other part is Rick Spielman's brother, Chris, is an assistant, special assistant to the owner in Detroit. Clearly, he would have some insight onto both Ben Johnson and Aaron Glenn. So that's why. So if they go in any of those directions, I just wanted to provide you a little bit of more information on these guys rather than just always focusing on Ben Johnson, because I think we've talked about him a lot. I think you know why he'd be a good candidate. And, you know, and I don't know where it's going. Again, the expectation remains Ben Johnson, but I just I would say don't be shocked if that went somewhere else. And I say that not from a I think this is what's going to happen, but from a just like this is the NFL, and sometimes there's a surprise. Sometimes something happens because maybe this guy clicks with this guy more, you know, or maybe they just see something in this guy a little bit more than they, what they see over here because they want this, and maybe this guy doesn't give you enough of that. I don't know, but um. You know, so that's why I wanted to go over the what if scenarios and then to see. And then in the end, maybe it'll be Ben Johnson. And, and I know a lot of people who think it will be. So we'll talk about him some more. There you go. I'll be back on Wednesday with another episode. Thanks for tuning in and I'll talk to you next time.